In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 162nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are 3-7, and seven, getting ready to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are also 3-7. and seven. The loser will own the basement of the NFC South. They'll play on Sunday at 1 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We're going to title this episode, Cutter is a Jameis fan. As Falcons offensive coordinator spent the last four years of his career down in Tampa Bay, 2015 to 2018, 2015 he was the offensive coordinator. 2016-18, he went 19-29 and 29 as the head coach as he tried to coach those turnovers out of Jameis Winston. They are still a problem, by the way, but Dirk Cutter is a Jameis Winston fan. He said it in a press conference on Monday, and uh, he said, hey, other than the two games that he's got to play, he's a Jameis Winston fan. So we're going to talk about Jameis Cutter's here from Dirk Cutter, Dirk and uh, Coach Bruce Arians. We're going to hear from them. They're going to look at the uh, series record. The tail of the tape, and then uh, look at some stats here about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who come to town uh, after a loss last week to the New Orleans Saints. Let's go right here to Coach Dirk. Uh, I'm sure there will be at the end of the week. You know, when you start off on Monday, you're, you know, we just got done doing the scouting report, and you're, you're looking at the tape, and you're, you're worried about, you know, all of our coaches. We're getting the game plan together, working on that, uh, so you don't really have that much time to think of it, think about it. But I'm sure at the, at the end of the week, <laughs> the worst, the worst part of any game is that at two hours of waiting at the stadium before the game, and uh, obviously you'll, you'll see some people that uh, you're fond of. And maybe some that you're not. <laughs> I mean, does anything still bother you about it? No, no. I'm just, I was just kidding. It's over, man. You can't live in the past. And, uh, you know, I work for the Falcons, and I'm with a great organization. And you know, it, it is what it is at this point. You just got to move on. Any any thoughts on Jameis Winston? I mean, we spent a lot of time around him. Yeah. You know, just. I think Jameis I mean, is a yeah. Yeah. No, I'm worried about I'm worried about our team, but I'm. Uh, except for the two games, two games a year when we play them, I'm a Jameis fan. Running the ball, uh, 
of that was our own our own struggles, and part of that was uh, credit to the Panthers. They did a good job of putting eight in the box, and you know, uh, Reed number twenty five was down down inside the tackle box all day, and I think they they had been giving up some rush yards, and I think they made a conscious effort to stop the run, and and we didn't we didn't uh, execute our run game as well as we did the week before. But once again, we we were playing with the lead. And, uh, you know, we stuck with the run. We did a decent job on third down. We were able to take time off the clock. And when you have a multiple score lead, you can you can play it a little bit more conservative like that. I thought the one thing is uh, our run game did do was set up our play-action game. You know, uh, uh, let's see, two, two of Calvin, Calvin's explosives and uh, one of Julio's explosives and another big catch of Julio's all came off play-action. Everything's there for these guys to study. 
That was Dirk Cutter, Falcons offensive coordinator on a variety of subjects. Going to be doing a story later in the week on Jaden Graham. He gave a hat tip to Wade Harmon, the former tight ends coach who uh, helped develop Jaden last year. And uh, Coach McGlarkey's uh, helping to polish him, him, polish him off this year. Here is Bruce Arians, Tampa Bay coach, uh, first year down there. And their offensive numbers look awesome, you know, except for the turnover part. But we'll get to that later. Let's hear from Coach Bruce. It's no secret is turnovers. And, uh, you know, this team, we have a gift habit. You know, we get given away points early in games and then try to fight our way back. It was a 10-point game. We had three or four possessions to get it within one and just couldn't get it done. Uh, really good football team we're playing. And uh, when you make those kind of mistakes, you're not going to win. Uh, I guess a really good team. Um, but it's been a habit. And it's, it's one that we have to break. No matter whose fault it is, it's just been, it's been a habit of, of a gift early in the first quarter. And then playing hard from there on out. I think as a team... It's, it's frustrating as a coach because I see us practicing and preparing extremely hard. I mean, guys are staying extra hours uh, to prepare, but then it's not showing up on Sunday. And uh, for me as a coach, it's, it's my job to figure out why. And uh, and that, that's kind of where we're at right now. That was Coach Bruce Arians on the turnovers that are killing his team. Here is Coach Bruce Arians on the Atlanta Falcons. Win them all. If you can't win them all, you win one. And uh, you know, division on the road and uh, a team that's similar to us, they're, they're playing really well right now and uh, kind of have found their stride after the open date. And a lot of changes coaching staff-wise, but uh, they're playing with a lot of energy. And uh, it's showing on tape. How much you had a chance to look at Atlanta? But, I mean, these last two games are wildly different. Mm-hmm. They were the first game we did see any sense of yeah, they simplified. It looks like defensively they're playing really, really fast, and they're not very complicated. And the front four is teeing off uh, and doing a heck of a job. And and offensively, they're moving the ball, scoring points. You've a lot of changes on defense, uh, not just because of injuries, but personnel, young guys. Like yesterday with with Edwards, you know, playing a unique position. Can, can that learning curve sometimes keep keep guys from playing fast? And, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt, but I mean, sometimes it's just basic fundamentals. You know, you're playing two men, you don't get beat inside. You don't take that fake. You know, you force him out. And uh, so, yeah, that, that part of it, and, and, you know, that's Mike's natural position. Uh, we were going to play a lot of matchup zone. Coach Bruce Arians on the Falcons and uh, on his uh, secondary. He had a lot to say about uh, some of the basic breakdowns they're having back there with his young guys. But we didn't really want to get into all of that. Here is Coach Arians on Dirk and Jameis. He knows the guy, yeah. you know, and uh, I would imagine he's saying it's the same old stuff, right. you know. Uh, but I don't think right now they're changing what they're doing defensively because they're playing really good yeah. and uh, and playing fast. Yeah. I know they played a lot, you know, a lot of cover two against you guys yesterday. Were you expecting? 
That was Coach Bruce Arians talking about how, you know, they don't believe the uh, Cutter and Winston relationship is going to be a big factor in this game. I think because he's doing the same thing for Coach Arians that he was doing for Coach Dirk. Uh, throwing the old interceptions. We'll get into that more here later. Number three, item number three for us this week in the uh, Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the series record. The Falcons are lead the series 27-24. to They won both meetings last season, 34-29 in Tampa and 34-32 in Atlanta. Fourth item, we're going to look at the tail of the tape. We're going to come back and then look at some of the statistical leaders for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Uh, at the tail of the tape here, this is where we uh, kind of look at, uh, you know, the, the rankings. Falcons offense versus Bucks defense and look for the mismatches and the Bucks offense against the Falcons defense. Uh, there are a couple of uh, uh, glaring ones. Uh, the Falcons should be able to score. They are scoring 22 points a game, 19th in the league, and the Bucks are dead last. They're giving up a bunch of points, 31.3. So that is a 10. That's a uh, 13 space differential. Anything over 10 is a check for the other team in the matchup column. Total uh, yards, the Falcons are 374.8, and the uh, Bucks are giving up 371.8. They are 24th. The Falcons are 10th. They should be able to move the ball. That's more than 10 spots. That's 14. All right, rushing. This is interesting because the Falcons are um, a bad rush team giving up uh, – are getting 74.5 yards a game, which is 30th in the league. And the Bucks stop the run. They do do that. They uh, are giving up 80.9 yards rushing a game. So uh, that's a 28-point swing. That's a check for the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks, um, passing wise, the Falcons are. Third in the league, uh, 300.3 yards a game passing, whereas the Bucks are 290.9, 30, so the Falcons should be able to pass the ball here. That's not a problem. Uh, should be able to pass against the secondary, young secondary that uh, is uh, hurting a little bit after they released Vernon Hargraves, who wasn't hustling. So Coach Bruce doesn't play that not hustling thing. Time of possession, uh, Falcons are 29.43 minutes a game, 17th. And the Bucks are 30.55, which is ninth. We'll call that a draw right there. Now let's look at the Bucks offense against the uh, Falcons defense. The Bucks score points. They're in the top 10 in four of the key offensive categories. So Bruce Arians is doing his thing, but the last stat kind of washes away all of their good work. 27.7 points a game, six in the league, 380 yards, point four total yards, six in the league. 94.8 yards rushing, 21st in the league, and uh, 285.6 yards, 4th in the league. So uh, their pass 
Offense is six. The Falcons uh, pass uh, defense. 369.3 is 21st, so that's a check for the Bucks. The Bucks total yards, uh, three. Uh, the total yards, 380.4. That's six in the league, and uh, we'll give that to them. The 94.8 rushing against the Falcons, that's a tie. Uh, 21. That's 21 in the league against the 19th rush defense. So that's a, that's a wash. We don't know who's going to win that. And then the passing yards, 285.64 against 26. So they should be able to pass the ball against the Falcons. Of course, you know, the Falcons' uh, the Falcons uh, offense is, uh, you know, been playing a lot better. And the defense has been playing a lot better. But here are the points. I'm going back to that 27.7 to 6, where the Falcons are 26. So that's a check for Tampa. They're giving up 26.2. Okay, make sure I got everything in the right place. That's a tie. The rush here, that's a tie. So we'll X that out. Uh, The time possessions are X. And the big stat here that is killing both teams, and the Falcons were able to get four turnovers last week, they're still at minus eight. Which is 28 in the league. And the Tampa Bay Bucks are minus 10, 29 in the league. So, Coach Arians talked about the uh, turnovers, and that's real simple as to why you can have you can have the six rated, you know, points, six rated total yards, you're fourth in passing, but you're, you're only three and seven because you turn the ball over. So, it's about the ball, no question about it. Let's look at some of these stats here, and we got to look at the turnover breakdown. Uh, Jameis Winston's three and seven on his career. He's twenty four and forty. I got to go in and look up what Josh Freeman was for them. I mean, he's pretty much playing himself out of his uh, uh, any long term contract here. Uh, you know, twenty four and sixty, leading the league with uh, eighteen interceptions uh, last week against. The Saints, he was 30 of 51 for 313 yards, uh, two touchdowns, four interceptions, a 57.1 quarterback rating. Uh, Matt Ryan has uh, has nine interceptions. He's uh, seventh in the league. Jameis is first with 18 interceptions. He's completed 242 passes for 406 yards, 242 of 406 attempts. For 59.6%, 3,078 yards, uh, 19 touchdowns, and 18 interceptions. Now, you want to have a 2-to-1 ratio. You want it to be 20-to-10. But he's like, for every touchdown, he throws an interception. That's not the ratio. That's not a winning football ratio. He um, Quarterback rating, 80.5. Uh, not good, not doing it at all. But um, the Falcons' book says they're 28th uh, on NFL. Jesus, they're 27th in turnover margin, minus eight. And their takeaway breakdown is six interceptions, two fumbles for eight. And uh, they've thrown 10 interceptions, nine by Ryan, one by Matt Schaub. Had six fumbles for 16. That's how you get to minus eight. 
Tampa Bay has had six interceptions on defense. The Falcons got four of their interceptions last week. Um, nine uh, fumble recoveries for 15. And then they've thrown, James has thrown 18 interceptions. They lost seven fumbles, so that's 25 turnovers. So 15 from 25 is minus 10. That's where we have uh, two of the bottom turnover teams in the league going at it on Sunday. Whoever wins that battle goes home with the dub. No question about it. The uh, Bucks are led by running back Ronald Jones. They're getting something out of the uh, former second-round pick. 107 carries for 423 yards and four touchdowns. Now, in the past game, the uh, the Bucks have some playmakers. Mike Evans has 58 catches for 993 yards and seven touchdowns. Chris Godwin has uh, 63 catches. He actually leads the team with 80, 887 yards and seven touchdowns. Now, the um, last week, Cameron Brake, the tight end, had uh, 10 catches for 73 in the loss against the Saints. Now, defensively, we... Uh, you know, they've got some names over there. They've been able to stop the run because I don't know if they're stopping the run or teams are just passing against them. Let's be truthful because uh, the uh, secondary has been a hot mess for years. Uh, you know, they had Brett Grimes down there trying to help him out the last couple years. Drafted Vernon Hargraves with the 11th pick. Let him go because he was a shammer. Got sent on his way for not hustling. So he, uh, you know, he's in Houston now. But they've got uh, Nakamakan Sue, Vita V, Jason Pierre Paul. You know, got some names up front. Uh, Devin White, the fifth overall pick in the draft, has 15 tackles. Or, no, excuse me, 54 tackles on the season. Had 13 last week against the Saints. So he's shining at linebacker. Um, Said the secondary's weak. Got a note right there. Now, um, surprise guy here for the Bucks is Shaquille Barrett, 6'2", 250-pound linebacker from Colorado State. This young man has 11.5 sacks. So he's uh, doing his thing for the uh, Buccaneers, who are or three and seven. And be coming into the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium to play the Falcons on Sunday. Uh, you know, both teams are three and seven, uh, similar records. The, uh, the only that the Falcons are hot, having won their last two, and the uh, Bucks ha- are not hot. They've dropped five of their last six. So uh, Bruce Aarons in his first year down there, he's got the offense rolling, but uh, Jameis Winston has uh, not been able to. Uh, take care of the ball, he's selling passes, not planting his feet, just lazy mechanics at, at some points. His receivers are killing him. O.J. Howard is uh, bobbling balls. He's clearly got the talent, but it hasn't showed up on Sundays. Uh, I think they're starting to get frustrated with him. Uh, but, yeah, so it's Tampa Bay. But they always seem to play the Falcons tough. So don't expect no walk through the park on Sunday when the Falcons play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With that, we're going to close with the 162nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. 
Take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is taking Georgia political coverage to the next level. Now, Georgia's smartest political team is adding Hall of Fame political broadcaster Bill Nygut. I am beyond thrilled to be joining the remarkable political team at the AJC. And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein. And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.